20 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey uh, on 93 uh, WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. It takes a lot to render me speechless. Mm-hmm. I'm a guy that has opinions on a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. So I'm on my way into work, and I'm listening to your interview with uh, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch. And right out of the gate, I believe it was Rob asked her, mm-hmm. what grade, like what letter grade would you give the Holcomb era? Yeah. And she said A. And at that point, my mouth dropped in really? my car. I was that guy like, you can't <laughs> be serious. Like, I didn't know what to say. I was imagining if I were in studio with you guys, like that would have rendered me speechless. And A? I was shocked. I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. And I told Casey, I said, you know, she knew what question she was going to ask. But I thought right out of the gate, how do we pin somebody down? On, because you know how these politicians are, and they're all this way. If you let them talk, they'll they'll write you. You know, you ask them one question, they'll write you a book. Right. And I said we got to get her on record, which is very fair. It's not a sandbag. It's not a you know gotcha no. question. Asking about her experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I thought that's the only way I could come up with. And I thought about this last night for quite a while that I knew we would get a straight answer yeah. on where she viewed the Holcomb administration, and she said, "Hey." And I got to be honest with you, everything after that didn't matter to me. Yeah. Like, she could have said, here's my plan for this. Here's my plan for that. You're going to look people, you know, in the eye, or in this case, over the radio, mm-hmm. and say, in A, when you, your group, your direct boss, which you had access to every single day, decided to tell people, you can't go to work, you're a Petri dish, but this group marching up and down the street, uh, very angrily looking to siege the governor's mansion, that's a noble cause, and you're going to give that an A. Yeah, so Rob told me this is like the pre-interview prep between Rob and I, and he said, okay, this is how I'm going to ask it. I'm going to ask her to give it a grade, A through F, and that will determine the direction of the rest of the interview so i knew right out of the gate that was going to be the question he asked it she answered and when she said a i looked at him and i thought oh boy here we go and the thing is there was no but afterwards right right? if she says well a but i didn't have a lot of authority to do the things that i wanted i'm the lieutenant governor i'm just a i'm like the vice president i'm there to smile and wave and you know sign autographs when people take a tour you don't really have a lot to do and it was your boss that made the calls but and this is where the butt would come in Mm -hmm. you have access to your boss that people like us don't have you could have went to him and said hey You're ticking people off. This is a bad move. And the minute she announced her campaign, that's what she should have done. But instead, she came in here today and said, oh, yeah, hey. There there was only one answer she gave that offended me because we got thick skin in this business. And the answer she gave that I thought was very offensive and is really going to piss people off is where she refused to divulge the conversations yes. with Holcomb. She said he's not, they have private conversations. It's not your husband. He's a public official. You are a public official. You work for us. If you're going to talk about how you're not him, then you have an obligation to tell us what you said to him and the fact that she wouldn't do that. It could have been embarrassing for her because maybe she was putting it to him and he squashed it. But but that would have worked in her favor to say, look, I load this guy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was in there because I kept trying to do some We good- had big disagreements. Sometimes we would have at it. You know, that didn't happen. And again, 
you're talking about a job that requires us, the people, yeah. to believe in you, to physically get out and cast our vote for you. And you're not going to tell us some of the conversations. I'm not saying we have to have all the inside mm-hmm. baseball, all the inside dirt, but she was very protective of that. You are the company you keep. And this is what I will say about Suzanne. And we talked about this a little bit last segment. She is actually a really competent person. Uh, she was a very good state auditor. And she is actually someone who, you know, if you're looking at who are the more competent people roaming around the state house, <laughs> not that that's like a huge bar we're hopping over here. Um, you know, you're ahead of the guy who gets drives drunk, blows through a barricade, flees the scene, and then tries to hide his car. So, I mean, it's not like there's this huge thing you're hopping over here. But she hitched her wagon to this guy because it was the politically savvy thing to do. She stood behind him in 2020, even though he took her off the signs, which is unbelievable. She raised money for him. And so, unfortunately, she's forever linked to him. And the competency of what she actually is isn't even a part of the conversation because it's all about you are the number two to Eric Holcomb. Mm -hmm. And you can't say an A and then say everything sucks. And that's basically it was like this. She can't she couldn't thread the needle. And we had talked about that for two or three days about how she can thread this needle. And she tried. And Mm -hmm. that just doesn't work. She tried to do it with the Internet. We brought broadband. Yeah, yeah, nobody cares because you know the broadband. We were locked up still. The broadband was paid for with real quick. The broadband was paid for with tax increases, and Mm -hmm. we didn't have time to get into that. It's like that could be another conversation. Sorry, I mean cut you off. No, you're fine. Isn't it amazing though that so many of these politicians they try to bring up stuff they think you care about, and it's a big nothing burger. That's so. That's so spot on. Remember during the mayor's race, like I get there are some animal shelter issues in Marion County. All right, fine. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but Jefferson Shreve was. passionate about passion. that yeah. that he was you know crime and violence and murder in the city and i'm shocked with her because she's so politically astute that diego morales who you wouldn't put in charge of a lemonade stand was elected lieutenant uh, was elected secretary of state because the people the base of the party at the convention hated holcomb so much that they said we will put this buffoon in over holly sullivan who is holcomb's hand-picked person and i would have thought going forward if you're running for governor i mean unless you're just a completely subservient errand boy like brad chambers you would run as far away from that guy as you possibly could and that was her she, she can't run away from him now she is hitched to the wagon to Holcomb the remainder of the campaign. And let me just say, I thought you guys did a great job on oh, that thanks. interview. And this is why I love this radio station. This is why I love WIBC. And I hope people keep coming back here because of moments like today. Like, look what's happened recently here at WIBC. Today, you've got a candidate for governor who comes in here and Rob and Casey, you're giving her the business right to her face. Yesterday in our program, we've got Mike Braun calling in right after he votes in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tony Katz program, Victoria Sparts breaks the news that she is going to run for re-election. You know, we went right at it with Jim Lucas after his uh, DUI <laughs> situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what you get with this radio station. So when people on social media who know nothing of what we do say, oh, that's that Republican station. It's just the conservatives. We're really tough. We are really hard on conservatives, probably tougher on conservatives than we are on Democrats. And every show that we have here at our station, we've got the ability to break major stories, have the movers and shakers on, and I hope people respect that and keep coming back. So Eric Doden will be with us tomorrow at 11, mm-hmm. and he's he's going to talk a lot about his area, which is he was the IEDC director before yep. Chambers. So we're going to talk about LEAP. We're going to talk about IEDC. We're going to talk about this month 
money that go are of the poor and middle class money that goes to mega corporations. We'll see what he thinks about that. And also how he wants to give teachers a tax break. So that will be tomorrow at at eleven. He's going to come in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So real quick though, the Pacers made a trade while we were doing that interview. Buddy Healed on the move. Oh no! Woj from ESPN putting uh, out on Twitter. Buddy Healed on his way to Philadelphia. Do we get Joel Embiid in return? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> damn. you get Marcus Morris, a, a, a <laughs> European shooter, and three second round picks. <laughs> we got what? Exactly. So, <laughs> why would we I, do that? I don't like helping Philadelphia out. Yeah. Like, they're ahead of the Pacers in the standings. Now, Embiid is injured. He might miss the rest of the regular season. So you can catch Philadelphia. Don't help them. Yeah. Don't help them. Don't give them a shooter. Like, I get it. Buddy Heald's had a down year, and he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. So there's a chance he was going to walk, and you're going to get absolutely nothing in return. Well, so what with three second round picks? Who who are we going to get? Uh, Malik Renu? I mean, what, like, what are we doing with two second or three? This is not the NFL draft here. I'm not even sure these two guys that are coming over will ever even suit up for the Pacers. That's an odd trade. <laughs> That's a very odd trade. Benedict Matherin, this is your time to shine. You're now the starter. And Ben Shepard, the rookie, who was the second first round pick the Pacers had last year. He's supposed to be the shooter. All right, young fella, this is your opportunity.